afternoon and good night and welcome to the amateur otaku podcast and live stream how is everybody doing out there this is brandon alvarado the scarlet fan here and i am excited to talk anime with you guys and as always i'm accompanied by the one the only the mad isaac wolf what's up dude hello so so I spent all this energy, like the excess caffeine in my body to give you this grand introduction. And that's that that's all you got? Yes. <laughs> well, <laughs> okay. So that's uh I, I appreciate you being awesome and quiet. <laughs> I think here well actually I'm actually a little scared now because when you're when you're quiet, it's because you're 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 thinking about doing something, and I don't know what what uh, should I be scared? Nah. Okay. You sure? I was just laughing for something we were planning to do next week. <laughs> you just you're just thinking about the future and how how you're gonna torture me with weird anime that is just there to boggle my mind, aren't you? That contains puppets. Oh boy. So, hi Isaac. We're doing this. This is our second live stream. I am so excited to do this and to be able to talk anime with you and with everybody out there. Um, welcome guys. This is the Amateur Otaku. Um, this is our new format. Um, we started last week with our discussion of your name. Um, and now we are here again because we're going to be doing this live stream every Wednesday at 7.45 Eastern Standard Time. Um, and it's going to stream here on our YouTube channel. It's streaming on Twitter, on Periscope as well. Um, so, um, And it's us sharing our thoughts and reviewing anime for your pleasure. So you guys can find out about all the awesome anime that's out there for you guys to explore, for you guys to talk with us about anime that you've seen and enjoyed, and also to discover what anime is if you never know where to start. Because I know that whenever I look at anime libraries, I am scared because there is so much stuff out there. And not all of it is good, but there's so much good. I think the good outweighs the bad. Right, Isaac? Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> yeah, but the more, but there's just a lot of it, and and that's what we like to do here at the Amateur Taco. We want to break down anime for you, um, and present you with different anime options that's out there on Netflix, on Funimation, a different streaming service, and um, things that I know that will things that we know that will pique your interest. Because there's the good thing about anime is there's always something for everybody out there. So, or, or rather, ninety nine percent of the animes that. Uh, I suggest we are covering, and you say, "Oh, that looks interesting." Correct. That's actually true. A lot of the stuff that I found out is you discovering it for me and, and leading me into madness. But the good thing is that I would say eight times out of ten, I come out alive. The other two times, then you know, we have situations like our Adam Evangelion commentary track, where I literally wanted to drill a hole in my head. I didn't do it, but that I was the intention. Love that movie. Have to watch Puppet Princess. Oh, uh, boy, you hate me, don't you? <laughs> but mm. yes, the Amateur Talk is going to be doing live streams every Wednesday at seven forty-five Eastern Standard Time. After that, the recordings will become our new podcast episode on the Amateur Talk podcast on Anchor and all your favorite podcast services. And they're also going to be. Live, they're also going to be uploaded to our YouTube channel. So if you ever want to go back to listen to another episode, it's going to be on YouTube as well. We're actually hard at work as well 
um, building up our library of episodes on YouTube. So we're taking a lot of those old podcast episodes and we're uploading them onto our YouTube channel under the playlist season one and season two. So you guys can go see, not just here, but see other awesome Amateur Otaku episodes. So if you guys like what you're seeing, subscribe, hit that like button, share with others the Amateur Otaku goodness, and in this particular format, what we love about the live stream is that we can interact with you guys. So we want to encourage you. We're going to talk about a particular anime that actually took me by surprise. Isaac has been insisting that we cover this anime for the longest time. It just came out this year, and I'm really happy that I checked it out. And like you guys have seen in our feelers, on Facebook, on Twitter, um, the anime that we're going to talk about is ID Invaded or Id Invaded is the anime that we're gonna talk about. And we wanna encourage you to write comments on the comment section. So if you guys write a comment on the comment section in regards to this anime, if you saw it and you liked it, let us know. If you saw it and have an interesting take on the on the symbolism and on the themes that the anime talks about, let us know your take. If your take is cool, we'll cover it on the pod at the end and we'll give you credit for the awesome take that you have. And tell us what you think about the podcast. Anything we want to do better, any any podcasts or any animes that you guys want us to cover in the future, we will look at those comment sections so we can plan future episodes because more than anything, we do this to talk anime with you guys. So share with your friends, hit like, subscribe. And now I think it's ready to talk. It's time to talk about that anime, Isaac. What do you think? Absolutely. Awesome. So we're gonna I'm gonna read a very brief synopsis of what this show is all about. So the show that we're talking about is anim is the anime known as ID or ID Invaded, um, which is made by Studio Nas, directed by A. Aoki, and written by Otaro Maijo. So here is a brief synopsis of ID Invaded. From the mind of acclaimed novelist, Otaro Maijo and director A. Aoki comes ID Invaded, a psychological sci-fi thriller that follows the efforts of the Kura as they attempt to stop serial killers by invading their unconscious and deciphering their drive to kill as a tool for their capture. With the technology of the Misuhanome system and the cognitive particles acquired from crime scenes by devices known as wakumusubis, the specialists at the Kura create a virtual construct of a serial killer's unconscious mind. But there is one catch. Only a killer can enter the construct. Enter Akihito Narisaho, a brilliant ex-cop now imprisoned for the murder of his daughter's killer. With his intuitive mind and murderous past, Narihiyasago makes for the ideal person to invade the unconscious minds of these serial killers on the run. And the mysterious and the mysterious serial killer creator that supposedly made them. Assuming the persona of Sakaido, the brilliant detective, our protagonist races to put all the pieces together in the virtual to save the lives of many in the in the physical. Who is John Walker? Who can manipulate others to their unconscious? Can anyone really drive others to kill? This is ID Invaded. As you guys can see, there's a mouthful in the synopsis because this show is a mouthful. <laughs> there's a lot that goes on on this show. Um, Isaac, talk to us. You, you, you're the one that introduced me to the show. What can you tell me about it? I mean, uh, first off, this is an, another uh, anime that I actually found on, on random uh, while I was uh, scrolling around uh, the streaming site for here in Scandinavia, back in him, uh, here, and just, oh, this looks interesting. Let's check it out. And this uh, uh, series is sort of like imagining Minority Report meeting uh, uh, meeting Inception or pa Paprika, if you want to use some anime reference for uh, for starters. For uh, side track, Inception has taken uh, some inspiration about Paprika, but that's another story. And just the whole the psychology elements that comes uh, through with it. Yeah, it's also, uh, you said uh, there is a lot of uh, psychopath elements in this world of air, and 
now uh, the more I think about it, yeah, you're absolutely right, considering how serious and how uh, how uh, uh, matured uh, they take this type of topic. topic sorry. And uh, it's just fascinating because you can see where the main characters is co uh, comes from. And it's, uh, and you feel uh, sort of sorry for him. And then you just find it uh, fascinating on how they describe people's uh, so, um, psychological mind and all that jazz. You get what I'm saying? Oh yeah, 100%. It's, I think um, when you see a mature rating on an anime, um, you mostly imagine that there's going to be a lot of blood or it's going to be very sensual. But the way that this show uses the rating is by treating its subject matter very serious. Like when someone dies, it's, it's meant to feel like this person was murdered. You're supposed to feel the weight of that death. You know what I mean? Like you would do yeah. in any good mystery or crime drama, which I think it's, it's what I like the most about the show is that it's, it's like you said, it has a lot of minority report, um, psychopaths, inception, all these sci-fi elements built into it. But in, in its essence, this is a crime drama. It's a thriller. You know, it's, it's cops is, is, is cops chasing robbers. You know what I mean? And, but it's treated with the utmost seriousness and the way, and where if this was real life, like you can, this is the kind of show that it would work if they translated to live action because it's built like the characters are real people. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like the characters don't feel like anime characters. They feel like real people that you would meet that deal with this, these cases and these villains or these um, criminals every day. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I like how you talk about Minority Report, and uh, that's a very old sci-fi movie. Um, but um, if I'm not mistaken, what was that? And the movie is based on a book, actually, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Well, but but uh, but an American author, right? It wasn't like a like an yeah. anime. Yeah. So, but I like how how the best, in my opinion, the best sci-fi is not sci-fi that tries to be 100% groundbreaking. It, I think like mo like real science, the best sci-fi is a sci-fi that takes elements of what people have done before and moves them further or in a different direction. And I like how this show uses a lot of those ideas, like the ideas from Psychopaths, like uh, Psychopaths and Monterey Report, you have the idea of an specific sex side of the government or section of the government or of the police that deals with these cases. Um, the idea of inception of going into dreams or exploring that via machinery. Um, the idea of preventing further crime, like all those sci-fi elements are expanded upon with this psychotherapy twist that's that makes it feel like its own thing. Like I think the best I think what I'm trying to say is that the best sci-fi becomes its own thing by growing out of what other people have put on forth. You know what I mean? Because in yeah. a world like today, it's like any story. Like everybody, like when you go to a writing class or anything like that, a lot of people will say that every story that's going to be told has already been told. Like there's basic stories and everybody's told those stories. What makes it original, what makes that story special is the take or your voice in that story. And I think Maijo did a fantastic job in finding his voice in showing these things. Because just like Psychopaths has his very own take on stopping crime, which, which we can even say the Psychopaths has a lot of minority report in it too, with, yeah. the, idea, with the idea of stopping crime before it happens. Um, I like how this one goes more into the psychoanalytical side of crime as in what motivates a crime as opposed to a crime is about to happen this one deals more of the idea of what motivates a crime what motivates someone to commit murder um and that just 
makes it for so interesting. And I like how they use um, the animation to to show the differences in all these different worlds and ideas and and subject matters and stuff like that. Um, what was the um, what was the what was the idea that you most found interesting? Like to you, like for you and when you watched the show, what was the idea that you said, okay, this is original as opposed to being like, when did it become something that was cool enough that you were like, okay, this anime won me because you know what I mean? Like, because sometimes you watch a show and all you think about is, oh, it's just like this. You know what I mean? Like, what was the idea in this show that made you go like, you know what? I never seen like I never seen something like this. It's their approach to uh, going inside someone uh, someone's mind. Honestly, that's a uh, that's probably the biggest thing that makes it stand out and make it unique. And I and I like that approach. Honestly, sure, there, the idea has sort of uh, been done before exception like when uh, like mm -hmm. with this, uh, but the the whole mixture between uh, making it feel like a minority report Incep uh, inception and the whole stylistic uh, animation that they have and uh, that they use to convey that feeling makes mm -hmm. it uh, makes it uh, its own story you get what right. i'm saying yeah Yeah, like like it's um it's the it's how they introduce the idea of going into because it's not just it's not just going into a mind um like into a dream state is like you're visiting the actual subconscious and and I, and I think it's the 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 method that they use and how they explain the method. I think when when we start talking about the whole When I when I start talking about how it links up with psychoanalysis and how it symbolizes those things, it makes it very interesting. But I get what you're saying, like like the idea of going to someone's subconscious, up someone's unconscious, unconscious to to figure that person out, um, and the way they collect the information. And let's break down that process. So so they have these little machines, right? They call the wakumu sabis or whatever wakumu. What is it that they call? They're called Wakumusubis. They're like these little radars or whatever. And it, it kind of looks like a Geiger counter, like if you're looking for radiation. <laughs> so you have this little Geiger counter that whenever someone commits murder, um, it, it, it's like they, they let go these, what they call cognitive particles. And this machine, this radar collects those particles. And that's where the Kura department develops this virtual world. I, and this virtual world is meant to symbolize that killer's unconscious mind. Um, and it's, and it's just super interesting how, how, what I, how only killers. And I think that's the most interesting thing about this is like, for example, when you go to minority report, any person, any cop can, can understand the system and can like move the panels you know you, you have the whole scene with tom cruise where he's seeing like the prediction right and he's the one yeah. moving all the panels to understand the prediction and what's going on like anybody any cop with the skill can do that but i like how and for example an exception anybody can invade a dream anybody can do it as long as you have the equipment you can do it right but the cool thing about this is that not anybody can go into a killer's unconscious and the fact that it has to be a killer i think it, it makes it so interesting it makes the character that does it even more interesting because now you're making him unique you know what i mean yeah he's not he's not like he's not he's not a character that that everybody everybody anybody can do this like he He is the only one that can, and there's a reason why he's the only one that can, which makes his backstory and everything even more tragic because – and to me, that's just great writing because you know that he's the protagonist, right? As soon as he wakes up, like, in this in this world, 
he wakes up, he's in pieces, and you're like, oh my god, what is this? And you're like, oh, he's this smart, he's this smart detective, and he's trying to find out who killed this girl and whatever. And to you, when you watch a crime thing, it's like, okay, he's the detective, so he's the one that's supposed to solve this, right? But then when you find out that he's the only one that can solve it, and then you find out why he's the only one that can solve it, it just draws you into his story. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I like how how it it makes it, even though we're not killers, for example, it makes him accessible because it makes it it makes him human. And I think that's one of the one of the angles of the storytelling in, in this show that that I like because everybody that has access to this machine, which is which I'm not gonna try and pronounce the name, but it's the Mizu machine or whatever. It's a machine that they sit in that they that allows them to enter the killer's unconscious. Every person has the same kind of trauma or tragedy that has happened to them or that they have done that allows them to enter these minds unscathed. And uh, I don't know. I, I just find that interesting because it it, it makes it it makes it special. It's like it most of the times you see a protagonist. And the reason that he's the special one is because he's just the smartest or the most talented or the strongest or the one with the desire to do good. You never is rare, you rarely have a protagonist that is the best at what he does, but the reason he's able to do what he does is because of the darkness inside him. Is because of the bad things he's done. You know what I mean? Yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. <laughs> I mean, the whole perspective of showing, like you said, showing who could uh, join and why they could, could join into the program is an angle that is rather unique. And that's, that is exactly why the whole approach make it so, so specific and Rather interesting. You were talking about uh, something that you were uh, uh, when we were off air that they took inspiration from, or should I say, nods from. Um, you, you're talking about um, the whole analysis thing, the, the psychoanalysis yeah. thing. So yeah, so so I was watching this show. And I'm not a psychiatrist or psychotherapist. My real job, I work at a car dealership. <laughs> I work with cars and customers, so I don't. I'm not. I'm not like the smartest tool in the shed. But um, I, 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 I know a lot of little ideas and a little bit of a lot of a lot of things. And and what struck me so interesting, and thank you for bringing that up, Isaac, is that this show has a lot of imagery that's linked to psychoanalysis psychoanalysis and ideas that freud developed um whenever he was practicing psychotherapy or psychology or psycho and, and all that or psychiatry or whatever it's called um and if if you look at the different uh, different aspects of the show and the different mechanics that the show uses to explore the unconscious or the idea or themes of the show um, it's direct inspiration from psychotherapy. And it all starts with the name. So you know the name, we read it, and it says ID Invaded, right? So the correct way of reading the, the name of the show is id invaded. And, and the reason why it's id is because that comes from the psychoanalysis um, teaching of the id, the ego, and the superego. And the id is known as the unconscious mind that has all your desires or your, all your um, wants, needs, and stuff like that. The ego is your rational mind, which controls all your desires and makes you a good-standing citizen, so to speak, and not a madman. And then the superego is pretty much all the teachings that you have either from culture or social rules that influence how you control all your desires and stuff like that. So they don't talk about the ego or the superego on this show to a degree, but the idea of the unconscious mind comes from the id, from Freud. 
And the funny thing is that the reason it's called id invaded is because they are invading the unconscious. You have these foreign elements, which are the brilliant detectives, which are the um, the brilliant detectives, and sooner and later we find out that the villain does the same thing. I need to uh, I need to chime in on that. We have two uh, people on the chat, and one of them ask uh, where where they can find where they can find the ID invaded to watch. Oh, so at least here in in the United States, I'm able to watch it in Funimation. I don't know yeah. if Crunchyroll has it, but I know I watched it in Funimation. Over there in Europe, where do you watch it, Isaac? Uh, Scandinavia here is a Wacken name, but it's a Scandinavian site. Okay. So I'm going to write on here so everybody knows. And you might want to write in the comments, um, Isaac. So for people in Europe, they might want to watch it. So... Just in case. But yeah, Funimation has it, and Isaac is going to put on the comments too the site that he goes to in Europe because he's in Sweden. So he, we don't necessarily watch it on the same sites, but you guys can probably check it out if you're in it from that side of the from that side of the world. Um, and I have this side of the world. So yeah, that's you can find it in Funimation. Um, so yeah, so it has the idea of the id, which is the unconscious, and the reason it's called it invaded is because the characters of the show invade the conscious, the unconscious mind of these killers. So it has that idea. Then it has the whole, the whole thing about the brilliant detective. I like, I like how once the characters invade the killer's unconscious, they wake up as this brilliant detective, and the brilliant detective's purpose is to discover what makes the killer tick. What is the root of their drive to kill? Um, and they do that by figuring out who killed Karu, which is this girl that you find that they find dead every time they go to a different world. Um, the funny thing is that the brilliant detective kind of plays the role of a therapist, and the unconscious mind is a patient. And the detective plays the role of the therapist, trying to guide the patient through the nature of his unconscious and trying to figure out how to deal with all the, these unconscious urges. Also, the idea of going into the unconscious and making changes or discovering truths, um, it makes me think about how a lot of therapists use hypnosis and, and how the therapists guide patients through that process and how patients cannot do that themselves, so they need the therapist to either allow them to enter into the state of hypnosis and come out of it. And that reminds me of how, you know how when they go into the, when they go into the it wells, which that's what they call the yeah. unconscious it wells, um, they're not able to go into the it wells themselves. They actually have to have someone that actually presses the enter button and someone has to press the eject button. They can't exit themselves. It makes you think about that, the idea of the hypnosis and how, um, the therapist is the one that has to enter the patient into a state of hypnosis and get them out of there. And um, and also the only the, the most interesting thing to me was that one of the things that therapists try and do when they do psychotherapy is that they're trying to help the the patient develop defenses against their darkest desires or, or how to deal with that. And in this anime, we see how the villain, John Walker, instead of helping the patients um, control those urges, he's trying to push them into go towards those urges and thus be making them killers. So which is something that you can you can say that someone that is not practicing psychotherapy for the benefit of the patient, they can probably do that, too by giving them ideas that will just push them to the edge because that's why that's why therapy is something so delicate because if you don't give the patient proper treatment it can lead to really bad results you know what i yeah. mean exactly and, and i like how 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 this show plays a lot with those ideas and and does it does it does it without without sheltering it it's it's all exposed there and it's just super smart. Like this show is super smart. And I wasn't expecting to encounter all that. I never imagined that it will have these connections to psychotherapy and to these ideas. 
but that's what that is. That's 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 what you find in all those things. Um, like I I just found it funny also that every time I heard the show it was ID invaded, and then when it when it hit me, id invade. I was like, that makes perfect sense because that's what they're doing. They're invading the id. They're invading the unconscious, and um, how they make that their playground is so fascinating. And it also explains how every every episode or every case that they handle the world is so unique and so different because everybody's different. Everybody's motivation is different. That's why not every case was handled in the same way. Um, and I just found that to me, that's how smart this show is. Like this is one of those shows guys that um, all these, all this imagery is there and it doesn't interfere with the enjoyment of the show because you know how it is that you have some shows that, try to be super smart and it just be, and it feels it's like heavy and not enjoyable. Yeah. It's uh, sort of um, some, uh, or, uh, there's some uh, shows that you just want to be, Oh, I'm an artist, but uh... right, right, right. This show doesn't do that. I was a, like, you're able to like those ideas and that symbolism is there. If you want to jump and grab onto it. If you just want to enjoy the show for what it is, you enjoy it for what it is. But, but to me, I just enjoyed it even more because I was surprised to find all those things on there. So, so that was pretty awesome. That was pretty awesome. Um, do you have a favorite? What do you think about all those ideas? Were you able to see that? Like once I mentioned them, are you able? Were you able to see those ideas there? Do you see how they connect? How they make sense? Yeah, I think so. How do you feel about knowing that it's id invaded as opposed to id? Did you ever imagine that it was something "quote unquote" so deep? I didn't. I just found it so funny, so interesting. Yeah, uh, pretty much the same here. Now, do you have a? I like how we've kept everything kind of spoiler free. Um, I mean, I, you have. Uh, do it spoiler free, uh, or otherwise it would be pretty. Yeah, good. this is uh, this isn't a show you can go into spoilers and. Right, this is a show that you have to. That's why we're being very generic about the concepts because I think this is the kind of show that if the concept interests you, you're gonna want to watch it and you'll enjoy it, right? And that's why we're double down. We're we're doubling down on those concepts and and those ideas that the, that the show explores. Um, so Isaac, do you have a favorite character? Do you have a moment that stuck with you or an episode? The, how should I put it? Would I, my uh, favorite uh, moment is when, uh, or when our, uh, uh, uh and our uh, protagonist is uh, is uh, and protagonist is talking to a certain uh, a certain character that comes in later in the series. When it's talking which, to uh, which I can't mention, considering well, okay. you know, okay, okay. Yeah, it's kind of hard. So that's, okay, I, I, I think I know what moment you're talking about. Um, when they go full Inception, I think that's the best way I can describe it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yes. And 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 there's a there's there's some places in this show where if you thought that it looked like Inception, they go full Inception, guys. <laughs> and and it's actually pretty cool how the way they do it. Um, I think I think you could even say that. They literally tipped the hat to Inception very clearly, in my opinion. Um, and that uh, ser um, that just mm, that uh, that part just uh, it put uh, it pulled the heart. Oh it, yeah, uh, pulled in the heart um, heartstrings, so to speak, for me at yeah. least. Oh no, I, I I believe you. It's it's very it's very heartbreaking the things that you find out and 
and especially how and that's what I like about the show because when you have character moments like this they they they're they're portrayed like real characters they're fantastical situations but they're portrayed by like real characters and and they're grounded and that's what makes them work um I, I like this show a lot Isaac I like how it's very smart I like how it doesn't hide the fact that it has a lot of inspirations from other shows or other genres or other ideas um now what I am gonna say is this show is a slow burn like this is the kind of show that that you have to have the patience to watch it. Like the yeah. first season, I know the manga is still ongoing, um, but the first season is 13 episodes. But this is not My Hero Academia. This is not um, <laughs> This is not Dragon Ball Super. This is not fights, fights, and like sweat and action and adrenaline. The adrenaline here is in the drama. It's in the, in the exploration and you discovering the mystery with the brilliant detectives because and i think that's the the most quirky the most quirky inspiration of the show is that it's built like a modern like a modern crime drama but it pays a lot of homage to old fashioned crime stories i would i even found it funny how one of the characters that becomes a brilliant detective it's literally dressed as sherlock holmes <laughs> Now that, that you mention it, yeah. So, so like, like they don't, they don't shy away from that. And like every ep- and the and the cool thing about the show also is, have you noticed that it's kind of built like an anthology series? Like you can watch episode one and you can go forward in time and watch because you have like each case is like bundled up in like two episode chunks. And like if you like you can actually enjoy this one case at a time in different orders um, without necessarily losing um, the individual thread. Like if you just want to watch a case, you can just take two episodes and watch it. Um, I found that very interesting, too. It felt like a like a like a serialized show as opposed to a whole season with one narrative. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I think it takes that from the detective mystery aspect that that weighs very heavy on the show. Um, I love the worlds. Um, the only thing that kind of made me mad, and I want your opinion on this, Isaac, is the intro, the opening. Do you want to know why? No, I alert. Yo, I want. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I kind of hated the intro because did you notice how the intro kind of focuses 100% on everything that happens in the first episode? Yeah. So it kind of leads you to believe that this ability that he has of extending his arm, it's something that he's going to have throughout the show. Like, it's like, like a video game. Like, this game starts like a video game. Like, you have this ability... And you're just going to gain more abilities from there on out. So I'm kind of like expecting him to to have this arm thing throughout the whole series. And he's going to be using that. But he only uses it on the first episode. Well, I mean, there's like somewhere we, else. Like, yeah. we, like we said uh, re- rather recently, this is a show that you can't really go into spoilers. So the, uh, that could be a by design. So you don't. That is uh, true. That See, I didn't think about it that way. I didn't think about it the way that maybe the intro is there in that way because they don't want to give away anything that's coming up. You're right. Because interestingly enough, you know how a lot of endings have a lot of, a lot, uh, a lot of animes have endings that have like scenes from future episodes. Yeah. This one is very isolated too. Like nothing, there's no information anywhere for you to grab that you can say that, Ooh, I found out for example, like your favorite show sort out online. Um, uh, don't <laughs> the POS. No, but remember the opening for the first season of series two that literally tells you who the villain is on the intro. <laughs> <laughs> See, it doesn't, that's it doesn't, good. it doesn't do that. <laughs> that's, uh, that's what I mean. It's, a pr- uh, yeah. I argue that it might be by design because this isn't a yeah. show that you should watch with spoilers. It's uh, the reason why we won't go into the spoilers, so to speak. 
Yeah. Yeah, because it is a show that you need to discover. Like I think I think we've done a very good job in explaining the mechanics of the show and what makes the show interesting. And I think you guys should check it out. I mean, this show is we really enjoyed it. Um it's not a show that I think I think it's safe to say right now, Isaac. It's not a show that's going to be for everybody. Like this show is going to be just like Blade Runner, just like My Runner Report, oh, no. just just like just like Psychopaths. It's one of those shows that's going to have its cult following. It's going to have its core people that like this stuff that are going to watch it and enjoy it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not going to be this is not the next Naruto. It's not the next um, freaking Dragon Ball. This is gonna be a niche kind of episode, but I niche kind of show. But I think it's one of those shows that's gonna it's gonna last. It's gonna it's gonna have a lasting impression on the anime landscape because it has a lot of smart ideas, and I and I like to see where they go now, especially how it ended. Um, because it kind of felt to me like they finished the story they wanted to tell, but I found out when I was researching that this anime is still ongoing, so I have no idea what they're going to do next. But I'm really interested. Me too. I'm, I'm really excited to see what they explore and how they continue to evolve these concepts. Um, but yeah, if you like Minority Report, Psychopaths, Blade Runner, if you like stuff like Altered Carbon, if you like Sherlock, if you like crime procedurals, thrillers, mysteries, and sci-fi... This show, you're gonna love it. You're gonna love it. Invaded, you are. Um, Isaac, do you have anything else to say on the show? No, we. The only thing I am uh, regretting is that we should have checked out more on where to stream it, considering it. This seems to be a harder series to find. Fair, that's fair. Um, um. Right, because a lot of people are asking. I wonder. Um, I know Funimation has it. Um, let me see if we but can Funimation. find. But Funimation is only on. <laughs> Funimation is US only, and we have more than just US. Uh, That's US. right. Did you put up? Did you put up the? Oh, it's on Hulu. That's also. Um, uh, is that US only too? Yep. It's on Crunchyroll. I didn't find uh, it on my Crunchyroll, but then again, uh, I so it might be US only. Huh? I wonder. I wonder. But uh, then again, I don't have a Crunchyroll account, so maybe that's why I didn't find it. <laughs> now, this is awesome. I mean, everybody should watch this show. Give it a chance. This is the kind of show you want to watch. And I think the best thing about um, this show is that. Did you notice that the first episode has no intro, has no outro? It's literally, to a degree, just the episode with almost yeah. no credits. Um, it it kind of felt to me like the first episode. It wasn't necessarily a pilot, as it it's it was it was a pilot slash proof of concept. Does that make sense? Yeah. It felt like they designed the pilot like, hey, guys, this is what we're working on. Um, if you guys like it, we'll make more of this. So I think I think we can tell our – what you can tell you guys that are listening, if you want to know if I if It Invaded is a show for you guys, just watch the pilot. Watch the first episode. The first episode will tell you everything you need to know of whether or not you'll enjoy this show or not. I think – once you get through the first episode and go through the next one, by the second I was in, by the second episode, I was ready to go. I want to watch the show. I'll, I want to know the mystery. The mystery, I want to finish it. Um, were you the same after the first episode? Or did, or did it take a while to grow on you? I was pretty much hooked right on the get-go, considering I, uh, I'm uh, rather, uh, how should I put it, I'm rather weak for stuff like that. <laughs> fair fair so let's see if we have any comments guys if you guys have any any ideas if you guys have seen this show and want us to give us your take on it this is the moment send us a comment right now here on youtube on the comment section let us know what you think about it invaded 
Let us know if you've watched it. Let us know what you think. If there's anything in particular anime-related that you guys want us to discuss, give us a crazy talk. Give us something. We'll make sure to cover it here on the live stream. Let us know. So, yeah. let's see. I want to apologize uh, uh, right now that we didn't do a research and where you can find it. So, that is something we should do next time for sure. Yes, a bit, a bit, a bit further research where you can find it. That is true. At least we know for a fact that oh, that it is available in Funimation. I was able to watch it with my Funimation account, um, so I'm pretty confident that's the same for all of the US. Um, Isaac, were you able to share in the comments the website that you use? Yeah, no, uh, but it's uh, like an infast for Australia, uh, not Australia. Uh, it's for Scandinavia viewers like I am. Nice. If you can go ahead and send that link in the comment section, that'd be awesome. So that way, other people from your side of the from your side of the world can actually use that site and, and watch it too. A lot of people also use VPNs to create their own virtual networks and put whatever whatever area of the world they're in, so it allows them to access more content. Um, I, I guess I, I, it's one of those things that I noticed, and I'm one of the lucky ones um, being in the states. I, I feel sometimes bad how a lot of good anime content doesn't make it to you guys in Europe. Like Isaac tells me of his troubles all the time trying to find more content. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, it's... Um, how, should I put, how should I put it? Thanks, Lord, for... Uh, for... Uh, for... Uh, for... Uh, for uh, Stuff like Wakanim, I suppose. Yeah. Do you have a... So before we close out and start wrapping the show up, Isaac, do you by any chance have a favorite character on the show? Uh, our favorite... Uh, my favorite character is the, is the main character because I could relate to him a lot more than... <laughs> Want to admit, so to speak. <laughs> Fair. He he was a very good character. Uh, to me, I think probably because I'm a I'm a sucker for good female leads, and maybe because she reminded me a lot of of Akane Sunemori from Psychopaths. I like Hondomachi a lot. Um, that's the the young girl that becomes a brilliant detective. Yeah, um, I liked her character a lot. I like how um, she's like determinist. She's very determined and 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 brilliant. And I like how, in comparison to, in contrast to Sakaido, which is the main character, she is she seems she is very impulsive, especially in her deductions. Like for example, you have. Um, Akihiro, which is Sakaido, which is the main character, he like walks you through his deductions and his crime solving slowly and with a very smooth pace. Um, but she does it at a thousand miles an hour, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And I like how it was so different and like in your face, and she is this small person. <laughs> She's like bottled up intensity. Uh, I'm really excited to see more of her character. Um, and her storyline was just awesome too. Um, not as tragic as the main character's one, but I think it was interesting enough for you to be able to see both characters as equals. And I think that's very hard to do. Like a lot of, it's very hard to have a character that is presented to us as broken as the main character. And then bring a different character that is not as broken as him, for example, but is similar to him enough that by the end of the series, you can see how they work together and how they see each other as equals. That's very hard to do. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know. I, 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 like, I, I like those kind of things, especially when you kind of first meet this character you feel like she's going to be like this filler character, but then she becomes this 
much bigger presence on the show. And uh, that's the character that I'm most excited to see what else they they do with her. Um, but yeah, Honomachi. So you are Team Sakaido. I'm Team Miyo Hiyo. I forgot the name. She's the only one with a full name, but I don't even know how to pronounce it. So I'm not going to try. <laughs> so I think I think this is good. This is it for the episode, Isaac. I think we've we've covered the show. We describe it. We've presented it for everybody out there. Um, we look forward to hear from you guys. Um, any other animes that you guys want us to cover, please leave us comments here. Let us know what you want us to cover in the future. You can follow us on Twitter at Amateur Otaku Pod. It's right there on the screen. Um, you can follow me at the Scarlet Fan Fifty Two, and and you that's where I talk my regular life, talk about anime, talk about The Flash, talk about comics, movies, video games. You can follow me there if you want. Um, Isaac, where can people find you? You can, like you said, in my uh, little bubble here, you can find me at Emblemaniac on Twitter. Awesome. And you can also, if you, have, you guys have any if you, if you guys want to send us an email, you can write us at amateurtakurtf at gmail.com. Let us know what you think about the show, things that you would like us to tackle in the future. Um, we really want to cover stuff that you guys want us to cover. Isaac is an infinite well of anime knowledge, and he's always coming up with awesome shows that we can cover. But what will make us very happy, both me and Isaac, is if we cover it when, when we hear recommendations from you guys, we want to hear what you guys want us to cover so we can start that conversation with you guys. Because if we know something about anime, is that awesome anime builds great conversations. And we want to build those conversations with you guys. So let us know at Amateur Taku Pod. Till next time, have it awesome, guys. And thank you for joining us at the Amateur Taku Podcast. Click, like, and subscribe and share with your friends. See you soon. Forget the bell. See you soon. Mm -hmm.